Let's get into Geeks Trailer Trash. Get into Geek. Welcome to week two of Trailer Trash. That's right. We're Trailer Trash from right up the start of the episode. My name is Mitch. Uh, joining me as per episode one, we've got Emma. Hello. Hello. And uh, Danos down the line. What's doing, buddy? Uh, loving life at the moment. You know, I've actually just finished watching a shot-by-shot comparison video of the 1994 2D original film to the brand new Lion King trailer. And um, I'm impressed. Oh, nice. I made that. I'm impressed. <laughs> no, you didn't. Dave Lee down under on YouTube. I doubt it. Hey, that was, uh, should we give free plugs to other people on YouTube? Anyway, we just did. Yeah, credit um, where credit's due. Yeah, it, 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 look, it, it was good, but it, yeah, I didn't want to give it away. But spoiler alert, guys, we're talking about the new Lion King trailer. We are. We've got a couple of big ones I want to cover today. Uh, we will go Lion King first up because it, it is the most recent one and another that dropped a week ago. Highly anticipated, I'm going to say, just because we didn't know what the hell we were going to get. I want to talk about Joker. Not the Joker, just mm. Joker. Uh, they're, they're saving the thes in DC for the Batman and the Suicide Squad, <laughs> both coming out in like three years' time or whatever it is. So uh, we'll get to Joker. In uh, well, however long it takes us to dissect uh, and and rant or rave about the Lion King, but yeah, it uh, it dropped uh, yesterday our time. I much as I was with the first trailer, I think I referred to you guys a couple of weeks ago in our first step that it dropped, and I was sitting at my my laptop here at work, two other people that I share a room with, and I saw that the teaser trailer, the very first one, dropped, and I just I looked around and I thought I'm gonna have a moment here, and I put some headphones on and cranked the speakers and listened to Circle of Life, and my goosebumps got goosebumps, and uh, I felt like even my eyeballs got them, that or I was crying, I'm not too sure, but I was very happy. There was a similar thing yesterday at work. I didn't even know it was out. It pops up, The Lion King, and I just kept waiting for. A, a two-minute period where I had it all to myself just to sit down and watch it. And, um, yeah, uh, I still feel like you d- if, unless you know the animated story, like I'm trying to look at this from the outside, if you don't know the animated movie, you still don't know really what this movie is about. Um, so I think you have to know roughly. And I feel like every, really everyone kind of, you know, and it, it won't, it's not that hard to follow, you know, Boiler different Shakespearean alert, stuff, whatever. But um, in saying that, um, I yeah, I, I I did really like it. I had a really good reaction to this trailer, and I think that was down solely to the use of the original Hans Zimmer score uh, throughout. I think it really kicks in at about fifty seconds. You see Simba stand in the paw print of Mufasa, and then bang, it just like hit me in the feels. And I, I honestly, I started welling up by the end because I love that music so much that I felt like my, I, I was struggling to see out of my because I wasn't wanting to cry in front of my workmates um, and as, certainly in the other people that I work with that weren't in the room. But if they looked through the window at me and I was crying and they realized that it was a Lion King trailer, I work in breakfast radio. Dane, you work in breakfast radio. I would have been ridiculed beyond belief, which, you know, yep. I would have manned up about it. I would have owned up and said, absolutely. But... In saying that, yes, I, I, I did really like this trailer and it hit me in the feels. How did you guys feel? Look, I mean, The Lion King has always been, I mean, f- through my childhood, it was one of the, the massive films that you would have on repeat all the time as a kid. So I I know that film like the back of my hand. So when this trailer came out, it was just like, I haven't watched any of the, the scene comparisons, but I was like, that's from the original, that's from the original, that's from the original. So I'm just I'm interested to see how they make it its own film rather than just a copy. Mm. Just yeah, cut and paste. Kind but of don't thing. you, as a fan of the the original, which I 
I'm going out on a limb saying 98% of the people are. Don't you want to see that in something like this? Because I feel like if they had this technology 25 years ago when the original came out, this could have been how the film was. It wouldn't have been drawn. It wouldn't have been animated. It could have been like this. So I think technology has come such a long way and the the realisation of the animals in the wild, we still got to remember, and this is what people I think are forgetting watching the trailer, it's still animated. Even though it's photorealistic, it's all still CGI. They're not real animals. He yeah. hasn't filmed a lion running through the the jungle. How he's, do he's done you all this. Know? I'm sorry. Well, I don't, but I'm, I'm <laughs> anticipating here. He, they're still cartoons. So some of the criticisms of it have been, or you're not getting the emotional or the facial um, acting of Scar because he's you can't do the eyebrow raise. But if you're looking at the uh, photorealistic trailer that dropped yesterday of John Favreau's film, you look at there's Scar there with three hyenas behind him and just the look on his face and the little ear twitch, mm. I think that's enough for me. You know, he doesn't have black hair. I know that's a big thing for a lot of people, but how many lines do you know have black hair? I know I just said it's still a cartoon, but it's that photorealistic version. People are saying it's not going to be as colourful. I find that very hard to believe. They've shown us what they want to show us. I think it's still going to be quite colourful. I think that scene at the start, uh, Circle of Life, I think we're going to be bamboozled by the scenery and visually it's going to be absolutely stunning and I've heard apparently it's shot for shot exactly how it's supposed to be yeah the I opening scene have... yeah that's right yeah. I heard they showed that at like a comic con or a Disney uh, you know whether it was D23 in 20 I don't even say 2016 but maybe it was 2017 yep. they showed that full you know two three four minute sequence and it was a shot for shot remake and I, and that sort of pleased me when I heard about it but I'm like oh that sucks because they're probably doing that to appease the fans and then from then on it will yep. be its own film and it won't be anything like the original but the more marketing they release I'm like shit this is going to be very similar and I was just saying to um, Emma off air before we started that I was hearing from people that I you know don't trust that I listened to some American podcasts that were at um, CinemaCon a couple of weeks ago and they showed what they said a significant you know, display of the film, which generally though I've been yeah. to those sort of conventions yeah. and they, they play about 20 minutes of the film. But if whether it was that or slightly shorter, it doesn't make any difference. They said that 90% roughly of what they watched was straight dialogue from the animated movie of 94, which is... And I'm okay with that. I think that's going to be fantastic. But I think we've got to realise too, there, are going to, there won't be any change to the story. Mufasa's still going to die. Simba's going to grow up and be king of the Pride Lands. That's still going to happen, right? It's going to be exactly the same. There might be a couple of different curveballs thrown in. It's going to be the same story. We're going to hear some new songs, almost guaranteed the fact that Beyonce is in the show and um, Donald Glover, I think. We're almost guaranteed to get new songs. We'll get new dialogue. But the story is going to be exactly the same. And I'm pumped for that. <laughs> I, I watched the trailer yesterday. I got goosebumps. I literally got goosebumps and that never happens watching a trailer it didn't even happen watching the end game trailer i was like the music and it looks so real i felt like i was there it's like you can't feel like that with the animated one anyway i'm excited i got home and i actually used it as um some kind of reverse psychology on my kids because i got home really late i've been out you know like 12 hours or something yes I got home and first week of school holidays my wife sort of at her wits end and uh we're you know trying to get the kids even just to eat dinner and they were misbehaving and you know still playing around they weren't being bad but they still weren't doing what they were told and I said hey I've got a video that I want to show you if you're eating they're like what is it 
And I'm like, that. only then did I realize it's probably just for me that I want to watch it again. You know, and I said, <laughs> it's the Lion King trailer. It came out today and it's been a very emotional day for daddy. All right. So we're going to watch it again and you're going to let me have my moment. Um, but I was the same. I I think yeah, it's it's the most emotionally hit that I've been in in watching a trailer for a a while. But I've I've really come to re love watching that animated movie the last couple of years with my boys. So uh, the fact that it is you know so much the same uh, is probably serving that. But then yeah, talking to you, Em, off air that you were saying you're expecting some. Obviously, it's going to be a longer film than the animated, which I haven't looked up, but. An animated movie of Disney's from you know the early to mid nineties. We're probably looking at like an eighty minute film or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you're ninety not, minutes. Yeah, ninety is it? Wow. Okay. Well, um, eighty to ninety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not going to get an eighty to ninety minute live action version of The Lion King. No. So what are they going to do to bump up the runtime, fill in the story? And then you made a great point, Ember, by saying, "Well, then it's not—they're not going to have the same amount of songs in this thing. Like yeah. they're probably going to feature one or maybe two. They're not and- going to have that." It, like to rely on that to pad out the, the length of the film. Yeah. Like, so mm. what else are they going to do? Because we're taking back probably another 10 or 12 minutes worth of screen time out of that 80 to 90 that they're going to have to bust up to an hour, f- uh, 105, 110 minutes at the least, you want to think. I don't know. I think it's going to still be 90 minutes. Like the, I just checked the originals was 90 minutes. Yep. So I think, I think it'll be 90 minutes and like – Closer, if anything, an extra ten minutes. I don't think it'll be much more longer than that, to be honest, because there's still it's just a new generation of fans, really, who this this movie is going to be for. Mm. There's there's two things though. Obviously, the trailer still doesn't give much away of the story. We still don't hear Beyonce. We don't hear a lot of the characters speak. We see Zazu. We hear a bit of Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, they're definitely going to be the comic relief again. There are two things I want in this film. I want Be Prepared from Scar. I want to see that song, <laughs> and I want to see. Um, uh, uh, Zazu sing what a lo- oh, sorry Timon sing what a lovely bunch of coconuts. No, sorry, I'm getting confused. Pumba. I want to see Zaz yes Zazu sing what a lovely bunch of coconuts, and I want to see uh, Timon do like the little hula dance as a distraction. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be fun. those yeah. things I want to see. <laughs> So you're just even picking like small moments. You're not even. Pick- I thought you were going to like throw out song numbers. Uh, so, okay, no. So- well, be prepared. Be yeah. prepared. Oh, that's huge. That's a big song. That's a big villain I, song. I know oh, it that's is. not in it. I, I'm looking at Emma. I think we feel the same. I think if the first one on the on the chopping block between animated to live action was Be Prepared. I think. No! Mate, you are at hundreds for that. Well, you know what? Too many Nazi references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we love about it because uh, that's as much love as we're going to give the Nazis is a Disneyfied um, villain yeah. in The Lion King. But. You could probably get a a reference to that, like the, even okay. I go back. To, I don't want to keep going back to the Jungle Book, but it is probably the the most parallel well, movie to the yeah. Lion King. Not only you get Disney, not only is it John Favreau um, directing it, and also the animation. Like in that movie, you see the behind the scenes. Most of that film, like outside of the human child as Mowgli, next to nothing was real in that in that yeah. film. Yeah, and then yeah, only had a. A bare couple of songs make the cut. Like you had the um, the one from the, um, the 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 king that Christopher Walken played. The uh, oh, not the yeah. baboon, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever he was. The, I can't. Orangutan. Orangutan. Yeah, but it, bare necessities. You didn't even get that as a song. You got that as Bill Murray just sort of humming it as he was floating down the river. And it was like, well, that's that's cool. That's kind of enough. So maybe you do get be prepared, but it is more delivered in dialogue. And he's actually no. Out. 
you're not we're not getting the song you might get the tune and you might get the words in in spoken form i don't you're not getting that in a song in in my for me okay for mine if if we're going to pick anything we're going to get circle of life but that's not sung by anyone that's just happening and i think you're going to I think you might. Can you feel the love tonight? We'll get. I, I think I think it might make an appearance, but I was saying to Mitch, like I don't think there will be lyrics. I think it will be an instrumental music score that kind of lies underneath the film. The more we talk, the more I think they're going to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Dane raises a good point though, because Nala is being adult. Nala is being voiced by Beyonce. Beyonce. So do you hire Beyonce? Use and not let her sing. And that would be where she sings. Or, actually, I think I have read, and it's probably people listening to this screaming, like, have been following this film, like, no, they're creating new songs. I want to say that I've heard they've actually created a at least a new song purely for Beyonce okay, to sing. Okay, but, but is it sung in the film? That's my, my question. Oh, it's not oh, opposed to, like, her performing the, like, mm. end credits or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. My, okay. My issue with this film is mm. because, as you were saying, it's not... It's not real lines, but they're still photorealistic. Yeah. I could, yeah. you can suspend your belief long enough when it's a hand drawn cartoon and mm. there's a lion talking. But for me, watching the trailer and seeing their mouths move and stuff, it was just, it was, I have a real vibe with it. I can't do where, it. Where did, you sit, where did you sit then with, with um, Jungle Book? Because that's probably the best it's ever been, I think, in Jungle Book. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, it's just, it's harder when something looks real, like something that you know you've seen before and it's doing something that you've never seen before. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is, it's too close to something I already know. Yeah. Whereas the hand-drawn cartoons, you're like, yeah, Whatever. Okay. <laughs> It'll go. So do you not even like the idea of the talking in a way? Like, because I'm just thinking as a human brain, like we can, can we watch a photorealistic animal, whether it be a lion or, or you know, a, a meerkat or anything, speak and it's like, okay, cool. I'm willing, like, as it, you don't even think about it, but you're okay with it. And as soon as they sing, that's yeah. where you cross that line. Yeah. You're like, this seems weird. Seems like, why weird. does it seem weird when you're okay with the talking? But I agree with you. It absolutely will. And I think that's where you, you bring it back. And I think it, 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 King, whatever it was in Jungle Book, I don't know the Jungle Book as well as I know the Lion King, but the guy, the um, orangutan, him singing, King Louis, King Louis, yeah. him singing that song, "I Want to Be Like You," that that made mm-hmm. sense for that character because he was a bit of a eccentric sort yeah. of character, yeah. and it's Christopher Walken. Like, of course, he's going to be this weird character who would sing, and it looked weird to Mowgli. Mowgli's like, "Why are you singing? Like, is this real?" Whereas Bill Murray's character, which would, you, you know that song, you know, Bear Necessities, yeah. but they didn't even let him do it because it's like, eh, that would seem a bit weird, a bear singing that. So, oh, yeah, I wonder I wonder what does make the chop. That's interesting. I mean, it's got nothing to do with the trailer, what we're talking about. We're just getting excited <laughs> for the film. But, yeah. Yeah, considering well, you, you, you get, we get taste of it in the in the in the trailer, like the the, mm. the original score. Like I think that is sort of under stuff that we that you heard that was in the original and in the the trailer that yeah. dropped. But and then at the end, yeah, time will tell. We've only got till July to wait, so only a couple of months, really. Uh, right as I'm feeling really, really emotional and my, my eyes are welling up and I'm getting goosebumps on top of my goosebumps, that you crack into um, in the jungle. Uh, the, li- the lion sleeps yeah. tonight. Oh, there we go. There's our answer. They're singing. Timon and Pumbaa are singing. Yeah. So there's our answer. That, the animals will sing. That's why I feel that Hakuna Matata might make the cut for me just because we see the comic relief characters. They're going to be like, the fact that they're going to be doing slapstick type humor and dropping one-liners when every other character probably will not be doing that. That's where maybe our human brains will allow those two characters to get up and do a big song and dance number um, when it might not let Scar 
you know, be Hitler in front of a Nazi. Um, Come army. on! <laughs> now, not that I support anything that Hitler did in Nazi, by the way. I'm, I, I'm purely against what he did to the human race, by the way. I'm not yes, supporting oh. anything that he did. I'm not condoning that, by yeah. the way. We're not, we won't lightly <laughs> mention the word Nazis, but you go no. back and you watch that animated movie, and Emotion. when they're all doing, like, the Nazi walk, it's just like, holy um, shit. When I watched this when I was the, eight, I had no idea. What about the the hyenas as well? Are we concerned? We didn't obviously see them. Obviously, uh, Ed or one of them is the crazy one that just laughs a lot in the animated cartoon. Are we going to see the three exactly the same characters there? Are going to three more straight played hyenas? Do you think? Um, I want to say more straight played. Like maybe yeah, they I think t- we will too. Maybe you turn Ed not so much of a like you know yokel but into more of a psycho or something like he's a little bit scarier he's almost joker like would you say perhaps but um well i could you know we did touch on scar so while we're talking about that say i I agree with you what you said before that that scene for me that shot we're actually i might play the line here life's not fair is it my little friend while some are born to feast others spend their lives in the dark begging for scraps when he says that and then you just see that that twick that little twitch Mm. of his ear and him sort of like staring through the soul of the viewer through the camera i was like holy shit that looks frightening as hell and you don't get a lot of you know uh mouth moving to dialogue and i think that one moment that you do when uh it, it looks like scar is talking to simba i don't even think that line of dialogue matches that um, that shot that no. uh, but so you didn't get to feel a lot of maybe what the 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 photorealistic line will give to you and emote to you by way of she would tell edgy force you know performance you know put that in air quotes but yeah i'm really looking forward to what he will do because as as much as they brought back a lot of the old cast and i love that and whenever i thought okay well i can deal with the, everyone else getting recast except for Mufasa, you've got to have James Old Jones. And I'm like, well, hang on, you've got to have Jeremy Irons as Scar. He was perfect. And, ah, uh, shit. Well, the guy that's, that did Pumba 25 years ago, he's still doing Pumba in cartoons. Like, you've got to have him. And I did, yeah. like, I want to have Whoopi Goldberg as one of the hyenas. Like, I didn't want them, in a way, to recast anyone. I think John Oliver as Zazu is like, perfect yeah. casting that is fantastic Seth Rogen as new Pumba is kind of cool Billy Eichner who I don't even really know a lot about seems great already as Timon um, but yeah Chiwetel Ejiofor as uh, you know just the fact that he's a lot Scar. younger than James Earl yeah. Jones as Scar we don't get a lot of like evil you know moustache twirling villainy in his voice it's very Yet. subtle and I think that will come across as so much more sinister because it already and they've has. only shown us what they want to show us. We've got to remember that. It was just a trailer, you know. Like, yeah. some of these scenes might not even be in the bloody final movie. Oh, who are they? The Russo brothers? They're, they're, surely a lot of this is... You're not wasting all that it's money. It's not Disney, on... mate. Disney, Disney own everything, yeah. so yes. They're making, they're making money. Although I've just seen uh, some updates, and this will you know this will date our podcast back by uh, 24 hours or so, but um, a Disney Plus, the streaming service, at least in America, has just been priced at six ninety nine per month. So as far as a streaming service... Well, that's service, US pricing. I know it's US pricing, but uh, I don't. in saying that, it's not a, not as much like, you know, when it's Disney, they could be like, you want to you see our Star Wars content? You want to see your Marvel television shows? $20 a month, 50 And we would pay yeah. it because yeah. it's the mouse house, and they will own us all 
very, well, very they soon. did say it's going to be launching here in uh, two, at least two years. They said US in November and then major areas, I'd like to think Australia's a major area, will get it in two years. So at least by 2021 we'll have Disney+. What? Plus. But what? For the, what? For the meantime, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. So for the we... meantime, though, you've well, got to stand on, with on, all whoa, the Marvel whoa, whoa. content. So when The Mandalorian, the Star Wars live-action series, comes out in November in America, what the f*** are we doing here in Australia? Uh, twiddling our thumb, thumbs, probably still waiting for Fuck drones that. to come out. Yeah, probably. That's bullshit. <laughs> like, well, mate, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just saying what I've read. I'm don't, just saying. Don't okay, sh- don't shoot the messenger, I'm not bro. The messenger. I'm just reacting live. I hadn't heard that. I'm sorry to get angry. Yeah, you yelled at me. All right, I'm sorry. Dane, Dane and I have said enough about this. We're going to fight otherwise. Emma, sorry, did you want to say anything more about that? <laughs> yeah, why don't you step in? Thanks, mom. <laughs> No, um, no. Uh, can we, we should move on to the Joker because yeah. I did allude to that. Um, can I just say, I'm legitimately scared. It was psychotic. It was dark. It's, it's, it's worrisome how grim this film could be. Yes. Uh, we just rewatched it before we came in here and um, I forgot how, how creepy that opening even it's- up. Five seconds is yeah. where she's like, does it feel nice to have someone to talk to? And then Joaquin Phoenix, not even looking at her, just back his eyes darting toward her and just this little smirk. And I don't know at what stage of the film that pops up. It could be the opening scene. That could be two-thirds of the way through. I don't know. But it immediately set the tone for the trailer mm. and hopefully the film that this is... You t- okay, take away the, the comic book nature of it. This could just be a really cool movie about a guy breaking bad and going into a full-fledged psychotic mode and like yeah. we see flashes later in the trailer other people wearing these clown masks like he is he's starting anarchy in the city he's he's starting this some kind of revolution or just i mean just just insanity and craziness he might not have a motive hopefully he doesn't he's the joker but um yeah i i i really dug it as well can we just take a moment to realize as well the guy that's directing this film did Road Trip, Old School, The Hangover Trilogy. Todd Phillips <laughs> is directing this film. That's completely f***ing different. What's going on in his head to direct this? You know, like, I can't wait for it because I love Todd Phillips as a director, but what he's done with this trailer is so intense and it looks grimy, it looks gritty, and it looks great, and it's taken me back to Heath Ledger's Joker, you know? Like, I feel this could definitely be that Joker's origin story. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, I just want to see more of it. Um, yes. Like, you get this this taste of who this character can be. And so far, throughout the trailer, you don't see him react to anything. You only see things affecting him. So at this point, mm. like, if you're already feeling that kind of dread and, like, how dark this film is going to be, like, you haven't seen anything yet, really, when you think about it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was glad that this trailer was what it ended up being because I came out of it sort of relieved in a way because while I was really intrigued by the idea of, like you said, Todd Phillips directing it, at one stage Martin Scorsese was going to produce it and Joaquin Phoenix, who was up for Doctor Strange a couple of years ago, but then didn't want to sign on to a a franchise. He only wanted to do one film. They said, thanks very much. We want you to appear in multiple films because we want to own you. Uh, he left the project and seemingly blockbuster films behind him. So that sort of trilogy of, of creative minds, yeah, we lost Scorsese in the end, but I still feel like that that you know taxi driver feeling is sort of you know carried over into, into Joker from what we've seen. 
I was intrigued by that. The idea, like, why would Todd Phillips get this far out of his wheelhouse if he wasn't completely confident in what he was doing? Why would Warner Brothers and all the haters of the DC films of, of late go, well, they don't know what they're doing. They're going to greenlight anything. But no, seriously, you're not going to greenlight an origin story of the Joker and give it to the guy who made, like you said, The Hangover Part 2 and starring... Joaquin Phoenix, like you're not going to do that unless you're pretty confident in at least what's on the page of the script and and the confidence of the guys behind it. And yeah, it's it's still not a movie or a story that I want. I love the idea of the Joker not yeah. having a backstory. Um, in yeah. saying that, you know, I know that the the most famous Joker that doesn't have a backstory on on film has been. Heath Ledger's, and I know plenty of DC fans, long-term DC fans, part of the Get Into Geek team. Uh, Matty, he'd very proudly say that he doesn't like a lot of what DC's doing since basically Batman Returns, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is a long time between <laughs> drinks um, and the live-action Nipples sense. on the bad suit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was pre-nip. That was pre-nip. It was the, la- it was the last pre-nip bat. Um, so it's, it's a long time. It's a long time. Bring back the nips. Bring- <laughs> That's our hashtag for today's episode. Thank you very much. Um <laughs> That he didn't have he didn't have a uh, he didn't have a backstory. Maddie didn't so much like that, but we love you know everyone seems to love Jack Nicholson's Joker, but mm. that Joker had a name, had a backstory, had a motive, had an arc. It's like in a way, and was the man behind the murders of Batman's parents. Like it was so not the Joker in that film. He did, and they created a lot of things about the Joker that wasn't the Joker. For the first real true big live action thing that we've seen, sure we had Caesar Romero in in the in the um, in the old school Batman series, but as far as a movie villain, yeah. he kind of wasn't the Joker that we'd always known. So I'm like, well, you know, he was so different to Heath Ledger, and then you know Jared Leto was something entirely different as well. So um, we don't know. mention him in the same sentence <laughs> as Heath Ledger. No, no, we don't. Um, and like that. That too, I think that could have been something like... Well, I like- give, him, give him a ribbon for trying, Emma, do you think? He's not a primary school. <laughs> hey, everyone, get, hey, you participated as a joker. There's a little ribbon. Well done. You yeah. had a crack. Yeah. You sucked. You know, and, and big shout out to yeah. Mark Hamill, obviously, the greatest of being the voice of the animated uh, yes. uh, joker yes. in, 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 yeah. in many turns. But... Um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like Jared Leto looks like the Joker. He could have been a great Joker. I just, I, as much as I love David Ayer, and I, I'll defend certain things that he's done or said, and what Suicide Squad did become, and like I, I enjoyed my time. Just as a side note, watching that movie because I saw it like six weeks after everyone else did, and I'd heard so many bad things about it. So by the time mm. I went and watched it, I'm like, that was kind of fun. Yeah. But I walked yeah. out going, I don't ever need to watch that again. Like, yeah. Whereas when I went and saw BVS Batman vs Superman, I'm like. Oh yeah, that, I mean, I was trying to defend it, but I'm like, it wasn't great. But I would happily rewatch that movie. I like in saying that I'd never have. It's been three years. Um, but I never need to rewatch. Because <laughs> you don't Squad. hate yourself that much. No, no. Well, no, I do hate myself that much. I would absolutely do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it takes me years to rewatch movies that I love. Um, so why not throw in movies that uh, that I wasn't overly uh, fond of? But yeah, like the tattoos and the face and the and the and the the the, the, the silver teeth and all he that sort potential. of stuff. Like yeah. had potential. I like someone made up a graphic, you know, when he came out, um when the first look came out of uh, Jared Leto's Joker and they had up Caesar Romero's and it said the clown and then it had Jack Nicholson, it said the gangster, had Heath Ledger, the anarchist, and then it had Jared Leto and it said the psychopath. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that because he you know, when you see yeah, the trailer where he's like that. electrocuting people and he's just like, you can see, and if he was very much an underworld, 
you know crime lord type figure in those uh, in the in the nightclub settings that we saw but i just yeah. didn't like the added on bits to his costume and the look of the and all that and and some of the dialogue and you know i think everyone was waiting to hear his voice in that trailer because Heath Ledger created his either that voice. You know, Jack Nicholson oh, yeah. was Jack Nicholson, whereas Heath Ledger created a voice for it. So then when Jared Leto comes out, immediately you're gonna have to compare him. The same way Ledger was compared to Nicholson, you're gonna compare Leto to Ledger. Ledger. And now you do the same thing with with Phoenix. You compare him to the Jokers of Past. So when he's speaking in this trailer, I'm like, which of the slightly varied voices that you're putting on in this trailer is that your Joker voice? Is that your Joker voice? Have we heard it yet? Is there going to be a different Joker voice? You know, he already looks like Cesar Romero as far as a costume goes, but as yeah. far as the face goes, it's very much Heath Ledger. He's got Heath Ledger's hair, but a lot more makeup to it, and 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 very clean cut makeup as opposed to Ledger, who was very smudged and and dirty looking. So. Yeah. I think it's going to be very disturbing either way it comes out. And I, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Like, I, I, you, you did touch on it a couple of minutes ago, Mitch. Like, it's not not the story that I needed, but I'm, I'm sort of happy we're getting it. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I just hope the film can maintain the rage that the trailer has driven, the the psychoticness of it, the, the grittiness, the griminess of it. I just hope it's just – I want it to be disturbing. I really do. And, and I mean that in the most positive way, <laughs> as, it, as it can sound. Yes, yeah, as the man who wants Hitler back in The Lion King. Hey, don't <laughs> stop that garbage. Hey, we should mention as well, um, at the time of this recording, Star Wars celebrations happening in Chicago. So yeah. I reckon we will see a Star Wars Episode Nine trailer over the weekend. Yeah, well, I said that to Emma before we recorded. Yeah. We're recording this on a Friday, and I said, I wish we were all at work tomorrow on the Saturday because we will have a Star Wars trailer in the morning. Yep. Because yep. as far as exactly I've read right. about Star Wars Celebration, uh, the trailer, the Episode Nine panel was was on the Friday. So uh, we might have to have an emergency follow-up episode, uh, you know, over the weekend or something. I don't know what we're going to do because God knows all of us are going to talk about it in text and, and messenger and all that kind of stuff. It's going to happen. So that's exciting. But um, yeah, on... On the joke still, Emma, like we see him in the costume. How far do you think they're going to actually take it as far as like just what they've put forward about the story and, and being such a character base and, and the the tease perhaps about Bruce Wayne? We see Thomas Wayne in this uh, in this trailer, but yep. many speculate that the young child that, that um, the Joker makes smile, putting his fingers in his mouth, is a yep. young Bruce Wayne. How far do you think they're going to take this as far as the Joker goes? We're going to see him call himself the Joker, are, are we going to see a hint of Batman? Is this going to be an overall like DC thing, or is it just going to be a guy that's a psycho that dresses like a clown and happens to live in a city called Gotham? I... That, yeah, I hope that. Like, mm. if Very singular story. If, yeah. yeah, if there's no mention to Batman, Superman, all of that, I would be happy. Mm. Because they already have, like, especially recent days, they have this kind of negative stigma about them, and any film that's kind of associated with that then kind of gets dragged down. It's like, this has the potential to just be a standalone origin story of a man who is just losing the plot, basically. Mm. Yeah, Wait, there's no. It's not part of the extended universe, is it? This is this is a standalone. I don't think they've definitively said, but I think it's just kind of known and accepted that it is a standalone, which they've sort of suggested post Justice League. They said, look, we're we're happy. Just like the likes of say Wonder Woman two they're going to very much make and it's going to be the same Wonder Woman that you saw in the, her first solo yeah. film and the same one that existed in BVS and Justice League 
but okay. it, they won't necessarily tie them in to the greater franchise, much like the MCU, where there's you know half a dozen to a dozen direct references to everything else that's going yeah. on in the connected yeah. franchise. And same with you know Aquaman, very much followed on from Justice League because they made references to it, but didn't involve any other superheroes. They don't otherwise talk about his place in the world you know post justice league or anything like that um that you know they're making birds of prey and uh, they're making the suicide squad which they've described as a complete reboot but at the same time they have confirmed that they're bringing back jai courtney as captain boomerang they're going to have margot robbie as harley quinn they're going to have viola davis come back as amanda waller so you've got returning characters and the actors who played them um, but it's still a complete reboot. So whether that means that, well, we liked you as those characters, we're just never going to reference that first movie again yeah. and the weird Enchantress um, so, uh, storyline. Uh, so classic DC. Yeah, that that, that yeah. it's going to, it's 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 going to be its own thing. It'd be interesting though, I think, as if they do treat it very much like a series of comic books. Hardly enough, if they do have their connected franchise, but then you do have joker with joaquin phoenix and then you go and you cast some guy as superman and make red sun where the alternate world where instead of landing in country america he landed in a russian prison and was raised as a communist hero so that would be cool i've, I've never read the comic but i love the idea of that as a story as a what if mm. i like all of these what ifs you know they when the Flash movie, as it continues to be in development hell, at one stage it was going to be Flashpoint. So him going back, changing time, and he arrives back in the future to find that Bruce Wayne died instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Thomas Wayne is instead Batman, and Martha Wayne is the Joker. That's what happened in Flashpoint. That would be a cool what-if film, you know, once-off yeah. movie maybe, but maybe it doesn't quite suit the connected DC universe. And I kind of yeah, wish they would hit the reset button on a lot of things, but I, I love Man of Steel. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I would like to keep that film, but then do you retcon the rest? No, I like Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman, I yeah. also don't. I, I I have a love hate for these franchises that make a new film and go. You know what? Uh, eight out of ten of these other films previously don't exist. I don't like that idea. I don't like that precedent. In saying that, Halloween last year, one of my favorite films of 2018. I f love that movie. I love the franchise. Wow. And it was essentially Halloween 2, even though it was the, I don't know, what, 12th film in the 54th entire, film, I think in the entire franchise. But they went, yeah, you know what? Um, even though this has been rebooted already and you've got all these quasi sequels and we, we've changed the timeline and the certain circumstances of events, bug it all that. We're going to have number one. And this is essentially number two. And after watching it, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy about that. I, I can, I can, mm, I can, yeah. I can deal. Live with it. They're doing it with Terminator at the end the of the year. The difference, I think, with that is that those films had time before they came and like revisited. That. Yes. Whereas like Suicide Squad, we only got that a couple yeah. of years. It's ago. coming out in 2021. It'll be five years between yeah, films. That's yeah. Not too soon. Time. Yeah. And no, what, I agree. And you know what? You two and I, like, we follow movie news. We follow, we're talking, we're doing a podcast about a trailer. You know, like, we, we live and breathe this Which stuff. Which have gotten with, very sidetracked, by the way. We are, but I think it all stems from the fact that this is, this is essentially, <laughs> it's a new thing, though, I think. Joker is a new thing in all walks of superhero films. Like, it's in a very well known brand. I was talking to someone about Hellboy the other day, and they go, oh, I don't know if I want to see that. Which one is he, Marvel or DC? And I said, he's not either. And they looked at me confused, like, well, there's only two sides to the coin. Yeah. He must belong to one of them. And I'm like, there are several other comic publishing parties out there. Like, there's so many. You only know of the big guys that wear the tights and, you know, fight aliens or crime. Like, there's so yeah. much 
uh, so many other worlds out there. And Joker is kind of like that. He's he's in another world, but he's in the big house. So yeah. I just think it, it's it's gonna make a, a mark for better or worse when it comes out in October. And if, yeah, from this trailer alone, I think it looks promising. Um, but I think yeah. they've already nailed what you're hoping for it to do, Emma, that it's only going to be barely and subtly connected to DC, the DC universe. Yeah. Because for me, this trailer, the the very mention of the word Gotham and the site of Arkham State Hospital actually feels out of place. Because you, you put those yeah, references in there. I'm it. like... Oh, I feel like there should be more Batman in here. Or I feel yeah. like you know yes. they should be talking about Superman somewhere. The fact that like Bruce Wayne potentially, if we're to believe the the theories, is a young kid in this. Like we're we're ten, fifteen years away from Batman being a thing in this universe. Who is Joker without the Batman? Matty, you know, as much as he hates his DC, he wants this to be good. He wants all the movies to be good. He said, "I love the Joker as a mirror to Batman." And same, you love Batman because he is a mirror to the Joker. And that's why and you watch the killing, well, maybe you've not watched the killing joke, but you, you read the yeah. killing joke. And that's what they, they, they can never kill each other because they complete yeah. one another. Yeah. And, I mean, they reference well, it in the, in the Dark Knight. They that film up, though. Yeah, it wasn't that great. That film was nothing like the comic, but no, they don't. But anyway, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head there. It felt really, felt real world, you know, um, that, that trailer. And then you see Arkham, you're like, oh, it's a comic book. You like because just because the 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 connotations around Arkham Asylum and the connotations around yeah. Gotham, you make a very valid point. Like I did feel like this could be 2019. This could happen in a city somewhere. You know, this guy could exist, and then you go, oh, Arkham Asylum or hospital. Like uh, and the the big metal gates. You know, I think it's more the gates. They showed a hospital and said it's Arkham. You're like, oh, okay, that's just a hospital, but it's the big metal gates and the writing writing above it. You know, like mm. I think that's what. Makes it a little cartoony, so we might see a bit more of that, perhaps in in a, in a, in a second trailer if we get one. Um, but we we will just have to wait. We you look at the hierarchy of WB. Had Kevin Sujihara, who uh, like was the one, you know, he he's you know the Bob Iger type thing over at uh, Disney. He's the equivalent. Like he's out there. Like while he might not be the creative head, he's not Kevin Feige controlling MCU with with the DC characters. He is, you know, he's up there. He he recently quit. There've been a lot of other different changes um, yeah. in the DC world. Like the you know. They brought out Wonder Woman. Everyone's like, oh, my God, thank God. Because as much as I love Man of Steel, it was very mixed. Then you had BVS, generally disliked. Suicide Squad, generally disliked. And everyone's like, where the hell is this going? Wonder Woman. And you're like, okay, the first, really, the I mean, well, we've had Supergirl and Elektra and all that other stuff. But this really big, connected universe blockbuster driven by a female character and the 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 the, the queen mother of super women, um, superheroes. And that was generally loved Wonder Woman and then you had Justice League a bit iffy but then you have Aquaman and that made a buttload of money and like it was pretty mixed I think as far as the reception goes but it made a shit ton of money I haven't seen yeah. Shazam yet I've heard nothing but wonderful things about that movie uh, about it's fun the- it's a fun movie Shazam yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. Oh, it's fun. It's it's pretty good. But like, you look at the first four DCU movies. Wonder Woman was really the only one that was universally loved. Then you look at the and in next. That, though, Shazam's not attached. Shazam's not attached to the DCU at all. I know, but I'm just saying, as far as the DC brand goes, which people don't know, they just see DC pop up and they're like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't like the last movie, or whatever. Yeah. You look at their last yeah. four. Well, the first of those four is Wonder Woman, and then you had. Justice League and it's like, yeah, okay, it was a bit of a mess, but 
you know, it was it was all right. Um, you know, it was, was, was cookie cutter, I think, compared to the other ones. Like, it was going to be something. Joss Whedon come up and was just there just like, make it something that's going to please everyone enough and don't have to worry about the religious, you know, references and the, and the yeah. darkness of whatever the other films are. But it was like, eh, it's okay. Um, then you had Aquaman and it's like, mm, for me, I'm like, no, it was all right. I enjoyed myself, but it wasn't a great movie, but it made a lot of money, so hopefully people liked it. And then Shazam, people are tending to like it. So they're okay black or white they're maybe 75 percent out of their last four films as opposed to being 25 with the first four so i'm just wondering if you get joker come out and it's its own thing people love it in two years time we're getting the batman by matt reeves who i'm a big fan of i loved dawn of the planet of the apes i loved war for the planet yeah. of the apes the fact that this guy's getting batman he's going to make it a detective story I'm loving all that. If that comes out, it's dark and gritty. It's its own thing. It's not the Ben Affleck Batman. It's not any Batman. It's a new Batman. And it's great. Did DC then go, hang on a second. Let's get Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and let's get new guy Batman and put them together and let's start this whole shared universe thing over again. Or are they just settling back and going, you know what, let's just make individual films. And maybe they get 10 years down the track and go, all right, let's have another crack. Even though they've never referenced each other, let's get Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Let's get that new guy, Batman. Let's get Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Let's just throw them all in and make this DC Universe connected movie, a new Justice League, essentially. Yeah. Did, are they going to have that temptation? I want to say they do because it is a business. If it makes money, 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 they're going to do Box it. Box office driven, mate. It's all about revenue. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... But We've then, come full circle with well, The Lion King, but yeah, sorry. I was going to say, well, you, you made the good point before that. Joaquin Phoenix said he he only wanted to do a one, mm. one off. Like, he didn't want to be part of a franchise. So then I guess if they are intending that, it comes down to whether or not the actors want to be involved. Yeah. yeah. And Todd Phillips it's as well. Point. Like, he might want to he might want to approach this as a one and done. Mm. Like, him, I hope so. Yeah, but, you know, if it's good, then it's like, shit, what, what else could they do? You know, like, the idea that even if they did have Batman, this could be a Joker film, and Batman is the antagonist. And you're not mm. rooting for the bad guy, but you're seeing Batman for what he is to everyone except for the audience when watching a solo-driven Batman film, and you're seeing him as this shadow, you know, and this guy who comes out, who surprises you, and then punches you and disappears, and you get a... Re- like, could that happen? In this? I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I just like the tone, and I wait to see, like you said, Emmett, more. I'll see the second trailer probably around Comic-Con time. And then we yeah. wait until October and hopefully get a movie that lives up to the, the promise, at least, of the trailer. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Episode two, Trailer Trash. Good gear, guys. Was Done. Fun. Wasn't as trashy as the first Thank one. You. Well, you know, I, I felt like you generally loved it. It wasn't as trashy. You know why, though? Because Emma left I'm so sorry. before our last oh, yeah. one. And it, it, yeah, was, no, it just went on. It just, it just got bad after that, Emma. It was just me and Dane. We were talking about Toy and- Story. Things got emotional. Oh. And I've got to go get my lunch from the microwave. So That's right. We talk to him at this time every week. And if you don't hear the glass rattle in the microwave at the end of a podcast, you know that Dane's done it wrong. So um, Are we really finished? Have we really finished the podcast? Well, That's the question. Not until you're in the kitchen. I'll start wrapping us up and we'll see whether you can get... Oh, there we go. There Press the go. button. Hit a minute. Um, <laughs> high heat. High heat. Thank you. 
<laughs> He's actually doing it. I don't know if it's safe to have a mobile near a microwave or whether that's just oh. an urban myth. Who knows? Mythbusters is shit. We are get into Geek. You can check out uh, all of our old episodes, whether we're talking trailers, TV shows, movies. It's all up there on the Get Into Geek channel. Uh, just uh, find us on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. You can uh, follow us and subscribe, like, share all of our gear on socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can uh, send us a long-form communication on uh, the emails. Uh, get into Geek at gmail.com. And you can check out our uh, sister show, Get Into Gate. Uh, everything I said above, uh, just apply gate instead of geek, and uh, you'll find it. I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Danos, where you at? Um, Dane underscore McGurk and Dane McGurk on Twitter. <laughs> Excellent. And Emma, I don't even know whether you're dark, you're private on socials, uh, if there's anything all, you want to... secrets. You're all secrets, all secrets, which is a shame because she does some wonderful work and... <laughs> You know, not that we'll ever know. Not that we'll ever know. Wonderful photographer. I'd like you to share your work, but that's all right. You have to be friends with her to see that sort of shit. Yeah. So even Dane isn't there yet. You know, so you guys are only new no, friends. No. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah. All right, we'll be back uh, next time for Trailer Trash, Trash Episode Three. Catch you then. Get into geek.